Nikki Bush is a speaker, author, and of course, our resident parenting expert. And this morning, Nikki's uh, running us through the importance of encouraging children to develop a sense of humor. Nikki, good morning. So important, you're saying, to strike that balance. Have, yes. have some humor. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Life is quite a serious thing these days. You've just been talking about the grade 11, grade 12 years. Wow, they are very serious. But uh, let's start at the beginning. And, uh, you know, humor is important because it's actually part of well-being. Sure. It's, it's part of our, our sort of mental well-being. And children with a sense of humor grow up generally to be adults with a sense of humor. And we're not talking here today only about kids who are able to, to tell a good joke. Sure. You know, actually, most of us can't. There are very few people who are good joke tellers. <laughs> Absolutely. But, and I'm, I'm one of them, actually. Oh. I, I really, I, I forget the punchline. <laughs> <laughs> but by a sense of humor, we're actually talking about the ability to laugh self-deprecating at yourself, to not take your own experiments and failures too seriously, and to live life with a lightness of touch. Mm. And that's kind of really critical to being emotionally resilient. And um, every truly successful individual is actually able to point back at moments of failure and disappointment, but they can generally laugh at it or can see what they learned from it. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, that it's a tool, really. A sense of humor is a tool that your child can rely on throughout life to help them. Yeah. So, and, and, yeah. and just to build on that, Nikki, you know, the, the, the thing that um, sometimes, you know, guardians, parents, adults tend to dampen in kids is the goofiness, right? Just that whole <laughs> element of a child's personality, that thing, as you say, that gives them balance, that gives them perspective, or that helps them process, understand, um, and, and, they, and, lay, and you know, synthesize and incorporate experiences. And uh, suddenly you don't want the child to be goofy. Suddenly you don't want the, you know, all, all these Funny things that, that are effectively <laughs> how they express themselves and are able to fully function, you know? Yeah, in, in a way, humor is a, it's kind of connected to spontaneity. Mm. Uh, and we do actually want to retain as much spontaneity as possible. But here's a great example of a really serious situation sure. where um, one of my child's friends was, was in hospital in grade one with, um, with lymphoma. I mean, this is serious. This is a really serious situation. And um, her, she and her mum used to play this game um, where if they, if they wanted to ask for a favor in the hospital, and she spent many months in her grade one year in the hospital, um, if they wanted to ask a favor, they always made sure to ask when Dr. Yes, Yes, Yes was on duty. Yes. <laughs> then you got a yes. Mm. So you didn't ask for the favor when Dr. No, No, No was on duty. So, you know, they learned to identify the personality types of the various doctors. Mm. And isn't that a smart thing for a parent to do with a child, to create a little bit of lightness in this really serious situation where you're actually technically living in a hospital for weeks on end. So a bit of humor uh, to add that lightness to an otherwise incredibly stressful and serious situation. Mm, it's really, really necessary. Um, and, and I guess, you know, when you when you um, put through you, the title or the topic, I guess, of our conversation today, the importance of encouraging children to develop a sense of humor, um, it's also a sort of um, acknowledgement of the fact that your child might actually not share the same sort of 
not <laughs> world. I don't want to say worldview, but they they might not present in the same way that you do. They might not be stitched up and buttoned up, and you know, it, it's a, it is really about saying, okay, what works for you, <laughs> well, and letting them be are, that. Yeah. Kids are so wacky. Um, you know, they really do see things differently, and that's part of the joy of having children. You know, we've become so serious and almost jaded as adults, and then you have a child who sees the world from a different perspective, finds things funny that you don't anymore, and it brings a sense of wonder back into your life. So really celebrate that. Um, in, I had a lift club with um, two little girls and my, my two boys for a number of years. And here's just an example of how wacky children can be. So, you know, you can be in the car and everybody could be on a device or you could choose to play games on your way to school. Sure. And one of the things, one of the favorite games that we had was to tell a story. And I would start by throwing out a line, once upon a time, and then each child in the car would add one aspect or one thing to the story and pass it on to the next person so this is one of the stories that was told so i said once upon a time and the five-year-old little girl behind me said there was a big oak tree and my eight-year-old son said and there was a big thunderstorm and lightning struck the tree and the eight-year-old little girl next to him said and the tree fell across a busy road my 12-year-old son in the front seat said, and along came a speeding cement truck that smacked into the tree. And before I had an opportunity to add to the story, the five-year-old behind me said, and out popped a flying squirrel. <laughs> Made no sense at all. But, you know, we arrived at school laughing hysterically over a nonsensical story instead of crying over the news. Yeah. And that's important, you know, just to allow that free train of thought, the associations, and that was a, those were, you know, it went from a logical sort of thing to a wacky story. And we often played games like that where yeah. kids had the freedom to actually connect strange things to create a story and I do this actually with parents in workshops as well where we play this once upon a time and it's amazing to watch stressed parents walk into a room and then get them to tell wacky stories of people they've never met before. Mm -hmm. You should hear what they what they say in these stories. You should hear how the laughter connects people who don't know each other and they are crying with laughter because it's just so darn funny and it's so off the wall and, and out of mainstream, if you know what I mean. Absolutely. Um, I'm always curious about, you know, that initial hesitation because exactly to that point, uh, the, the barrier to letting your hair down and uh, appearing <laughs> silly <laughs> in front of strangers versus, uh, you know, the, the difference between Happy adults and children perfect. must be, yeah, it, it definitely proves your point. So uh, lovely tips for developing um, a sense of humor in kids and, as you say, that free flow and that free association. Um, what else can parents and guardians do uh, to help kids, you know, um, grow and develop that sense of humor and not squash it? So there are two, let's look at two age groups here, the, the sort of under fives and then the over fives. So for the under fives, we need to create a humor-rich environment and surround our kids with funny books 
And you know those books with nonsensical rhymes? I just think Dr. Zeus here. Mm-hmm. And, yes. And kids actually love those those um, rhyming books and they've got they've just got funny storylines because they don't make sense. They're not out of this world. They're out of another world. And then making silly jokes. So a really easy one that our parents can do today is to swap names. So daddy, daddy calls mummy daddy and mummy calls mummy daddy. Okay, so switch names for the day. And kids will just fall about laughing when you call each other the wrong name. So a three-year-old will just howl with delight. And then things like tickling each other and making funny faces. Um, kids love it when you break the mold. And here's a great one that they really enjoy. When you surprise them by jumping out from behind a door or doing, you know, nonsense activities. So giving each other a fright. I mean, kids actually love giving you a fright too. You know, when they jump out from behind a door, they're inside the cupboard and suddenly they jump out from the cupboard. And you need to just play along with your kids and and feign getting a huge fright, even if you didn't. We feign a lot of things, (laughs) Nikki, (laughs) including including interest and fascination in long, long, long long-winded stories. <laughs> it's well, the joys. To the toilet humor stage, you know. Yeah. Around seven, seven years of age, especially little boys, they get into toilet humor, and um, it's you, you, you. I mean, some of it you think, oh my goodness, but you need to laugh hysterically. So for those older children, um, they actually love things like joke books. Sure. And and comics are coming back into vogue as well. And why not pick a really amusing and hilarious family TV show? And then you've got things like Instagram and TikTok and YouTube for the older children. And there's some really funny stuff that happens there. Mm. They, I remember my kids loved those um, funniest airplane crashes or you know, funniest water skiing accidents and things, you know, where people just land on their faces and they would call me, Mom, Mom, come and have a look. <laughs> and of course, uh, a great opportunity to be the clown or the butt of the joke by trying to learn some of those TikTok dance challenges <laughs> to the amusement of your young ones. Absolutely. Yeah. So there we've got coordination and all those sorts of things. And so we need to be laughing at ourselves too. And if you've got a family WhatsApp group, uh, once your children are older, you can you can share those funny memes and, you know, uh, those gifts and things. And, you know, kids will probably laugh and groan at your out-of-date out sense of humor, but secretly they actually love it. Absolutely. And then you could have a family prize for the joke of the week. Um, that That could be something that you could do. And then, of course, family adventures that you go on and can laugh about later, you know, when you reminisce. And you've got the remember when. Mm. (laughs) And it could be about anything. Somebody fell down a hole. Somebody went to the loo behind the bush and (laughs) something funny happened. Kids love to dine out on family stories. Yeah, all about spending time together. Nikki, the toy that you're you're reviewing for us today, uh, what have you got? This is a really interesting one. It's called Plugo Link. I play Shifu. Now, this is for the child who's got an iPad or a tablet, and you can turn some of their screen time into fun learning time. This is augmented reality, and Pluto Link is actually a construction game that enables your child to build creative structures and solve spatial problems with 15 magnetic hexagonal building blocks. Now, the magnets are quite strong, so I wonder if you can hear this. 
Can you hear that? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Okay, so you've got, there's no Bluetooth, there's no electronics. You unfold this game pad, which is about 50-odd centimeters by 30, um, and you, you prop your tablet or your iPad into the end of this game pad, and then they build on these four magnetic pads. They construct 3D shapes and structures by copying what they see on the screen, and the front camera reads each block that they play. So your child can play alone or with another child. They can select multiple levels of difficulty, mm-hmm. and the gaming, the gaming app provides feedback all the time. That's amazing. Yeah. You did it. So this this toy is going to grow with your child. There's spatial planning, problem solving, 2D to 3D construction, fine motor control, eye-hand coordination, and actually cause and effect. And what is so amazing with this, because of the strength of the magnets, um, and the six, these are six-sided magnets, you can build a whole structure on, on top of one one of these magnets and it's it's a you know you would a normal building set it would fall over mm-hmm. but because of the strength of these these uh, building blocks it's actually amazing what you can build so you might be looking at a picture of a dinosaur and you've actually got to copy the shape of the tail with these building blocks and it's giving you feedback all the time if you're doing it properly or not and it laughs back at you talks back at you so i would say that this is a four to 12-year-old product, okay, and it's 899 Rand, that's the recommended retail price, and it's available on Take-A-Lot, in the iStore, and at Toys R Us. So, a super STEM product, you know, science, technology, engineering, maths, really super product for that, and your child is not actually working on a screen, they're not touching a screen. Mm, mm. They are literally playing with three-dimensional construction blocks about 30, 40 centimeters away from the screen. But the screen is providing the, the instructions or the copy cards, so to speak. Absolutely. So a fantastic product that I think, well, it's very new on the market. And I want to just add one more thing to our toy discussion at the moment. There is an enormous problem with shipping of new product into the country at the moment because of the disruption caused by COVID. If you're doing Christmas shopping, don't leave it to lastminute.com this year. Mm. There are going to be issues with supply and demand. If you see things you like, you need to buy them now. Yep, a very important reminder, Nikki. Uh, articles along the same nature abounding that they, you know, there are there are global shortages of various products, and it's simply a supply chain matter. Um, you can't fix it by shouting longer and louder <laughs> at the shop far assistant. Away from the <laughs> <laughs> well, that yeah, that too. But yeah, uh, sh- shouting yeah. at the shop assistants is not going to do no. it uh, for you. Unfortunately, we need to plan. The toy suppliers are having a really, really tough time at the moment. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's really tough for them. They've got all these marketing plans to get product onto the shelves by October, November, and they are going to battle to, to get their product in by that time. Yeah. Thanks for that timely reminder, Nikki. Thank you. Uh, looking forward to our conversation next week. And, of course, you can uh, catch uh, the latest from Nikki on NikkiBush.com.